Welcome to episode 141 of the Local Meta. My name is Fletcher. And I'm John. John, how's it going, man? Yeah, I'm doing alright. Just cleaning up little things on the notes talk to make myself slightly less crazy. <laughs> I don't think that's going to do it, man. I think you need medication. Hey, hey, <laughs> hey. You're right, but let's not talk about that. Alright, we're not on that. <laughs> uh, I suppose we probably... We probably shouldn't beat around the bush too long. We got a long list of things to talk about today. We have a very long list of things to talk about. And by long list of things, I mean long list of cards, because we have a new set coming out, Theros Beyond Death. Hooray! Return Hooray. to Theros. I'm actually happy about this. I like Theros as a set. It's all right. I like Theros as a world. Pretty sweet. I don't know. I, can I actually say something about this set that I, I'm really, really appreciative of? Sure, I'll allow it. Gideon is not coming back. There's no quest to rescue Gideon from the afterlife. Was yeah, I mean he's dead. We're like, we're we're on this. We know it's happened. We know it's happened. But that's the thing, right? Like, Elspeth is also dead, but now she's not. Yeah. But yeah, Rosewater has said many times he's like, like every time somebody's like is is um uh, Elspeth dead? He's like she's in the Theros underworld, and like when they're like is Gideon dead? He's like he wasn't on Theros. He's dead. <laughs> like, yeah. He's gone, you know. Uh, completely unrelated, but I just discovered this in the notes doc. You are an anonymous quagga, which is a subspecies of zebra that lives in South Africa until becoming extinct late in the 19th century. I just noticed that, and I wanted to point it out. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm sure we all miss them. <laughs> they look like a. They look like a half-finished zebra okay all right well good talk <laughs> so hi do we want to talk about um uh, the mechanics for this set before we dive into cards and start going crazy yeah probably it's a good idea all right let's just get cooking on this so um so first returning mechanic is constellation I enchantment fall. Yeah, I like this. I like this mechanic. I played red black or green black constellation back in previous Thero standard. Uh, when it went off, it was busted, but it seems like they went out of their way to make sure that you had to work harder for it this time. Yeah, like, like not like I don't think as you said, there's no constellation on enchantment creatures. There's not. There are enchantments creatures, okay. there are good enchantments, yeah. but there is no, you're, there's nothing that triggers its own constellation, as it were. I mean, and they, they kind of went out of their way to make, like, things that they could make enchantments into enchantments. Uh-huh. Like, there's a couple, like, cards that are basically sorceries that they made into enchantments in weird ways. Yeah, there's a lot of flash enchantments in the set. Which, like, yep. you need stuff like that if you're going to have a lot of the... Uh, limited oh, yeah. themes that they have, like there's a lot of um, whenever you cast a card on your opponent's turn style stuff, and yeah. like if you're gonna try and have as more enchantments in the set because Theros is an enchantment set, you know, Cheroset mm -hmm. is, is an enchantment plane, basically. Yeah. So basically, if you're going to have those things, you know, you need to make some uh, exceptions. So you know, a lot of flash enchantments, a lot of just mm -hmm. vanilla dudes that happen to be enchantments. Yeah, there's some stuff like that. But. So, I mean, Constellation's Constellation. Yep, it's fine. Yep. So, next up, our another returning mechanic is Devotion. Which, basically, there's no way they could have gone back to Theros and not had this mechanic. No, it is the it is the set of gods, and Devotion was a large part of previous Theros, and the most broken mechanic of previous Theros. <laughs> I It was really good. It wasn't broken. Oh, yeah, not... Yeah, most powerful is probably the better way of putting it. Yeah, yeah, it was really good. The fact that there was a lot of monocolored decks that resulted in this standard because of the devotion mechanic. Yeah, which we may be discussing something involving that, but maybe we'll get we'll get there. So, um, our next returning mechanic, air quotes, who knows where it's sitting on the scale of things, is uh, sagas. Yeah, these are sweet. Which this is this is a sensible place to bring those. It back. is. You know, once just like in Dominaria, there's a lot of perceived history on Theros, primarily because yeah. it is based entirely off of Greek and Roman mythology. So it's like yeah. sweet. 
I was actually debating if I should put this on the set mechanic list, but I specifically typed in uh, Theros Beyond Death set mechanics, and this was in the article talking about set mechanics. So I'm like, all right, Saga Scale. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's one of those mechanics that may end- eventually just end up like, you know, something that shows up every so often. Yeah, what a, it's not it's not evergreen, but it's something else. Uh, deciduous yeah. is what deciduous, deciduous. calls it. <laughs> yeah, but so, all right, so. Now our new mechanic. Let's get to yeah. this finally. We get one new, um, new mechanic. One new mechanic, and it is escape. John, do you want to explain escape for us? All right. So escape is basically you can cast a card for its normal quotations mana cost. And then mm-hmm. it is almost, it's primarily permanence, but it's not all permanence. You can then pay its escape cost and to cast something for its escape cost, you have to both pay its mana cost and exile a certain number of cards from your graveyard to cast it from your graveyard. Yeah, the premise being it is escaping from the underworld, as it were. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people were like, I think people think this ability is going to be more powerful than it actually is. Like, yes. I'm not, I'm not one of them. <laughs> yeah, so here's the thing, right? Delve is busted in formats with fetch lands. Yep. This is not a format with fetch lands. And while, yes, yep. it, it it does technically incentivize games going longer because everyone's going to have more play to it, there's only mm-hmm. so many cards that are going to wind up in your graveyard. <laughs> Let's be completely yeah. honest with ourselves. And, like, people thinking that they're going to, like, oh, I'm going to escape this, like, six times or whatever. It's, like, you realize you have to exile four cards with that each time you yeah. do it. So you're going to exile like... 24 cards from your graveyard to cast this card. Yeah. For obvious a reasons, you can't exile yeah. a card to its own escape. Duh. Yes, obviously, because it's not in your graveyard when you're doing yeah. that. So. Yeah, so there's a lot of... I think this mechanic is good. I don't think Which, this mechanic is as pushed as some people seem to think it is. Yeah. And just a note for people, um, I'm guessing most pe- people probably figured this out, but you can't, like, in response to somebody escaping a card, exile a card from their graveyard so they don't have enough. There is no opportunity to do that. No. When they go to escape a card, they actually put the escape spell on the stack, and oh. part of and you can't do anything until that spell is then cast. They're... they're that's part of the paying costs. Actually, I haven't read any of the release notes for it, but I just looked at it and I'm like, oh yeah, that's how this works. That's, yeah, it's, that's going to be how it works because that's how all of these mechanics work. You can't interrupt the paying of yep. costs. It's just yep. like so. Don't try to do that. It's not going to yeah, work. Yeah, just like you can't kill a creature in response to a uh, you know sacrifice, a sacrifice yeah. effect or anything like that. Right? That's just something that happens. If you want to try and yep. be cute, don't just yeah exile the goddamn do thing it, before it matters. Yeah, do it beforehand. But. You know, like exile the actual card that has escape on it. Mm-hmm. But all right, yeah. So, One new mechanic. Cool. For returning, I'm okay with that. yeah. So I'm alright with that. Like the, the returning mechanics are ones that you almost like need to have in a set like this. Yeah, or at like, least two I'm of sad them. we don't get heroic again, but I get it. Like heroic is my favorite Theros mechanic, but it's not everybody. Going to comment on that later. Okay, I wrote something down specifically for for a reference to that. So, okay, well we'll hit that then. So, all right, John, why don't we kick this off? All right, first things first. Um, this is a, this card's only on here because it has really good stats, and I'm not quite sure if it's good enough, but it might be. And I don't know. I just felt like it was worth talking about. Something that, you know, I know a lot, some people have realized at this point that I really, really like uh, Leviathans and Kraken-style creatures. For some reason, I also have an affinity for Archons, and I don't know why. <laughs> okay. So, we have Archon of Sun's Grace. Two white-white for a 3-4 flying lifelink creature Archon. Pegasus creatures you control have lifelink. Okay. Constellation. <laughs> Whenever an enchantment enters the battlefield under your control, create a two-two white Pegasus creature token with flying. I mean, this randomly is just like, you know, good, I guess. Yeah, so, like a three-four flying lifelink for four is already solid-ish. And if you ever get like a Pegasus 
it's worth it, right? Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's good enough yeah, for constructed, so. as it were, but this card's just sweet. If, if nothing else, it's a casual card, and it's cool. Yeah. You know what makes me really mad? Mm. Uh, none of none of my My Little Pony cards are Pegasus. <laughs> isn't well? Doesn't one of or doesn't one of them? She's like gives Pegasus's uh, plus one plus one or something. Pegasi, yeah. yeah. Twilight gives Pegasi plus one plus uh, other alicorns, horses, Pegasi, ponies, and unicorns. You control plus one plus one. Because yeah, Rarity's a unicorn, Nightmare Moon, Luna is an alicorn, and and Twilight's an alicorn. Well, that just means that you have what's her nuts be your commander and then this just goes in that deck and also bumps up your other pegasi i have seriously thought about it and there may be a twilight sparkle garbage ass edh deck on the horizon somewhere but i'd give you a solid cool if you did that okay i'd accept it all right so <laughs> next up uh do you have anything else to say about that I suppose? no it's just one of these it's one of those cards okay. that like on rate just looks really good and honestly if this okay. is the card that winds up being good in standard i would be happy <laughs> fair enough all right next up with much scream from the internet um we have <laughs> um eidolon of obstruction one and a white for a two one enchantment creature spirit with first strike two and first strike for two with upside uh, loyalty abilities of planeswalkers your opponents control cost one more to activate. This card is sweet. This card's cool. This this literally says every single planeswalker your opponents cast costs one more to cast. <laughs> and not like and then beyond that it does even more. Like if you go like turn two this, it doesn't matter if your opponent's on the player draw, they can't just freely drop a Teferi in front of this thing. They can't activate yeah. it to protect himself. He'll just sit there at four loyalty and be like Sup, and then you get like hey, you guys. get a free attack on it. Yep, this card is awesome. I don't know if it's good enough for most formats, yeah. but it definitely—it's one of those cards you're like, yeah, I can definitely see a situation where this card is absolutely good in a format. Uh huh. But white's trash. That's what we figured out. Trash. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I like the card. I think it's cool. It's a, it's a, it's an interesting effect, and I like that they're trying that space for the effect. Yeah. One complaint I heard about this card: white's so good they couldn't even make it a legit bear. It's like go to hell. It's a two-one first striker. It doesn't matter if it has two it toughness. It has first strike. Yeah. Most of the time it doesn't. But all right, take it away. God knows that Dolly is not good enough because she doesn't have. Uh, an extra toughness. Yeah, Dolly's trash. <sighs> Alright. Uh, we have our first <laughs> escape card. Elspeth's Son's Nemesis. Two white white for a five loyalty legendary planeswalker Elspeth. Negative one. Up to two target creatures you control each get plus two plus one until end of turn. Negative two. Cre creates two one one white human soldier creature tokens and negative three you gain five life. Escape for four white white. This card and exile four and exile four cards in your graveyard. This card's sweet. This card's cool. I like how she only has minuses, which is not something you normally see on a mythic rare planeswalker. Like yeah, that's super interesting. Kai is the only mythic rare that straight up did that, but she also had the ability of re resetting herself at will. So yeah, she could like flicker herself or whatever. Um. I, I don't know if you've noticed, but there's like a weird like pseudo plus two plus one theme in the sense that there's this and one other card that do plus two plus one for some reason. <laughs> okay, that's like that's not an uncommon thing for uh, a stat, stat buff. So. Yeah, I've no, I've noticed that that seems to be more common since things like history of Banalia. I just find that interesting. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so for four mana, she either puts a shit ton of pressure on your opponent, or mm -hmm stabilizes the board with creatures or stabilizes your life total yep she i mean five life is not insignificant no it is not she's like weirdly yeah. one of those planeswalkers that you can kind of see going in literally any deck mid-range yeah. control or aggro and she just kind of fits yeah. and i kind of dig mm -hmm. that and escape four is also like probably one of the lowest like reasonable ones you can encounter so i like it probably yeah Right. I also really like the flavor aspect of the last time we saw Elspeth. She was the Sun's champion, and now she's the Sun's nemesis. Well, you know, if 
if he gets stabbed by the, by them, probably yeah. kind of sours you a little bit to him. Yeah, it's one of those things that it's just like I just I just like it. I know it's like obvious, but I like it. All right. So next up, speaking of giant dickheads, yeah. um, we have Heliod Suncrowned, uh, two and a white for a five-five legendary enchantment creature god, indestructible. Seems good on rage. Yep. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> As long as your devotion to white is less than five, Heliod isn't a creature. Uh, whenever you gain life, put a plus one, plus one counter on target creature enchantment you control. Uh, and one in white on another target creature gains life blink until end of turn. This card is good. And by good, I mean it goes infinite with at least three different creatures just by existing. <laughs> just is like, it's just like, oh yeah, don't mind me. Casual infinite. No big deal. Like, the fact that you can Coco into this and Spike Feeder and you just have infinite life is kind of funny. Otherwise, uh, okay. yeah. the the most common thing that people are pointing out and has led to the statement of Pioneer's version of Splinter Twin, which, mm-hmm. get out of here with that talk, <laughs> is yeah. uh, Heliod Suncrown plus Walking Blista is infinite damage. Or obvious reasons, but you need a way of giving the Walking Blista lifelink. If only there was an activated ability on Heliod Suncrowned that allowed you to give your Walking Blista lifelink. Hmm. Hmm. This has also led to a slight spike in price for a ally from Battle for Zendikar, of all things, that had whenever it or another ally enters the battlefield, creatures you control gain lifelink until end of turn. What one's that? Uh, oh, I know it's the um, scout or something. Yeah, it's a it's a scout. It's a three mana three two and white. Yeah, like I think I shipped all those unfortunately already. Yeah, that card's actually it's not like skyrocketing in price, and it's not going to until it actually does something. But the, people, hey, if it hey if it bumped up from a dime to a quarter, that's something. for Yeah, me. that's all you care about, <laughs> right? So yeah, I thought I... this common is now two cents instead of one cent. <laughs> It's a rare. <laughs> I know. I'm just yeah, joking. yeah, but I but. I just thought that was funny that 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 ally that literally never has done anything ever in its existence, like it's sideboarded in the modern allies deck for all little that counts for anything. Right. <laughs> but I mean, like that happens to cards all the time. It does. Like remember, um, uh, with uh, Allosaurus Rider was the card everybody then started crapping their pants over. Um. Oh, uh, yeah, because of um, Neoform. Yeah, and everybody just, like, pooped all over themselves because of that card. Who knew what that card was before that? I did, because I'm pretty sure I actually once bought a pack of Cold Snap, and that was in it. Okay. I was unimpressed. <laughs> yeah, I feel figure. Okay, but... All right, why don't you hit the next one up for us all here? Right. This one's actually kind of sweet. Next up, we have Shatter the Sky. Two white white sorcery. Each player who controls a creature with power four or greater draws a card. Then destroy all creatures. Four mana wrath seems good. Yeah, just casual day of judgment with slight upside slash downside depending on how you want to view it. I mean, who cares, right? Yeah, right. Here's the th- <laughs> Four mana if you kill three of your opponent's creatures and they just so happen to have drawn one creature or one card because of it, you should still be happy with that. Yeah. Your opponent will feel slightly less terrible, but you should still be happy with that. This is a yeah, four exactly. mana board wipe in white. Mm-hmm. We don't get those very often, especially like one that is basically just unconditional. Yeah, exactly. Like. Like it just says, destroy all creatures. On people it. jump through hoops just to be able to cast Caius Wrath. Like you had these. Uh, I'm I'm one of them. Well, like you had like these atrocious mana bases that their goal was to curve absorb into Caius Wrath, and they tried uh. to make that a reality. This yeah, at least I was just playing the two colors, yeah. but I got locked out of it a lot of times. Exactly, and this one's just like, yeah, just play two white. It's fine. Everything's fine. Yeah. I'm really, I'm, I'm honestly looking at this card for that deck just because, like, even with the four or greater thing, just because it's easier to cast. Aren't you base black in that deck though? Uh yeah, but the thing is, is if I do Kaya's Wrath, then I have to do two. I, I have to do two white, two black. I've been locked out of each one. This is just, this is just pure easier to cast. Fair enough. So, I mean, mana bases happen. So, 
Either way, I'm I'm glad that they are experimenting with four mana board wipes again. I mean, TLDR seems good. Yep, seems right. solid. Right. What we get next? All right, next up we have a glimpse of freedom. I believe is what it was. Yep. Yes. Okay. Uh. Okay. Uh. What are blue for an instant? An uncommon. It says draw a card. And then it has Escape for two and a blue, exile five other cards from your graveyard. So hear me out. I realize this sounds really steep to you, right? Yes. But Think Twice was like a two, three, or four of in its standard era. Uh, think Twice was solid, yeah. This card is a strictly worse Think Twice. Uh, so here's the deal. I don't think this card is terrible. I don't either. That's why I put it on here. I don't think this card is great either. No. And so here, he, so here's the upside um, of the escape cards too. Is at least from what I've seen, these don't exile themselves when you're done with them. They don't. So if you have a shitload of cards in your graveyard, I mean, obviously, if you cast it twice, that's ten freaking cards. But like, but you drew three cards from one card. Yeah, right? like you can you, you have one card that's just doing things like it's just a free resource hanging out there yeah that's that's yeah, that's why this on this is like i there's no universe i hope to god where this card is like a four of in a deck but you can totally see this card as like a one or two of just as like oh yeah late yeah. game value yeah it's just total value like cycling for two mana is basically free yeah i mean that's on rate yeah. you know and just getting to draw an extra card for the low, low cost of literally nothing in, like, the late game. Like, if this mm -hmm. thing ever draws three cards total, yeah. like, in it, like sure, you spent eight mana, but it's not like you spent it in one go, right? That was, like, installments whenever you had excess mana. Yeah. That's just good. I mean, just, yeah, like, just, as I said, just having this sit in your graveyard and just be like, oh, I can activate this now. Yep. Draw a card. Like, that, I think that's huge like worthwhile me too i mean especially if you know in the world we live in there's going to be cards with surveil more than likely in the same deck mm -hmm. to some degree <laughs> you know like just dump some stuff in there i can't imagine like maybe maybe people are playing thought erasure but um uh, they you know just that two mana one or whatever but like i i just see it happening i don't know the fun the thing that i actually really like about this card also or or sorry here we the Surveil. There actually is a card in this set that basically has Surveil without saying Surveil. <laughs> I mean, that's they do that all the time. Yeah, it says, look at the top There's card. Heroic at this set without saying Heroic. So. Yeah, they're like, look at the top yeah. card of your library. You may put it in your graveyard. It's like, so it's Surveil. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Right. I dig this card. I think it's like a pretty it's clean cool. one of. At least one of. Yeah, fair enough, yeah. Okay, I'd go with that. Uh-huh. All right. So next up, All right. this is like the most counterspell name I have ever seen in my life. Yeah. Memory Drain. Two blue blue instants. Counter target spell Scry 2. We That art also, yeah. This art is also sweet. Yeah. We're getting just so, so closer. Like, they're like, they keep experimenting with like, just maybe, just maybe, I can't remember what the card called because my brain suddenly stopped working. Is it dismiss? It's not dismiss. Dissolve? Is dissolve the two blue blue counters target spell draw card? Uh, no, that's some um, uh, son of a gun. Yeah, I'm not the only one. Uh, dissolve, dissolve is one blue blue counter spell draw one, or scry one. Yeah, the one I'm thinking of is literally two blue blue counter target spell draw card. Uh, dismiss. Dismiss. There we go. That's the one because because I was tripping shit about it with um uh, um when people referring to something as cryptic command. Yes, because that card is actually almost kind of close to cryptic commands, but only in the most boring sense possible. Yeah. But, yeah. but basically, dismiss is probably slightly too good for standard like counter target spell draw card is just really clean right there's a reason why that's the most common thing you see on cryptic command 
But then we had Convolute, which was five mana counter target spell draw card, which did absolutely nothing ever because five mana is a billion mana. Yeah, five mana is unreasonable. But counter target spell Scry two for four is almost, almost counter draw. Counter draw. And I feel like yeah. if this card also does stone nothing, they might finally pull the trigger and print counter draw for four mana in standard. Yeah, we'll and see. I don't. Who knows? I'm actively curious to see if that is too strong. Like, yeah, I don't know. Because like, uh, you know, last Daryl's block we had dissolve, which was counter draw, counter scry one yep. for one blue blue. Yep. And that was that card was good. A good card. That was a good like, card. In its format, that card was like the yep. counter spell of choice. I mean, it's, yeah. So, like, this is not that much worse than that. No. Like, f- even at four. For, even at four. For this effect, you're basically choosing, you know, this versus uh, Sinister Sabotage or whatever it is, right? Which is better yeah. surveil one or scry two plus an extra mana. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Sinister Sabotage still takes that. Probably. But it's still interesting, right? Yeah, definitely. Like, which which is better, Sinister Sabotage or Dismiss? That's mm-hmm. an actual legit question. One less mana or versus drawing a card. Mm-hmm. So. I feel like we, like, talked about, like, Mythics and stuff where we're like, yeah, here's these cards, and then there's, like, this stupid, like, common counter yeah, spell, this... and we're just like, oh, yeah, let's, let's deep dive let's this shit. Let's go deep. <laughs> Okay. You know, we we have we have our lanes. We like to stick to them. All, All right. right. Uh, we ready? Yeah. Speaking of. All right. So another card that <laughs> a, a riff off something else. Uh, uh, we have thirst for meaning, which is two in a blue instant. Draw three cards, then discard two cards unless you discard an enchantment card. So this card, uh, once again, I'm just going to start this out really, really shittily. This is just worse than every other version of this effect, right? Uh, probably. Like, this is worse than discarding an artifact or discarding a land, because enchantments are just not as common? Yeah, I would probably take that. Like, um, what is the one, the the land one? Uh, That's super good. Oh, sh- the, the one that was actually... Compulsive Research, Yeah, right? Compulsive Research, which was previously like, banned I have in that formats. in my Skulker deck, so I'm like, yeah. Yeah, that, that card's great. That card's insane. And that, Compulsive Research is a sorcery. Yeah, like thirst for knowledge and thirst for meaning are instants, and thirst for knowledge mm. was restricted in vintage. Restricted I mean, in vintage. I mean, to be fair, yeah, when you can basically be like half your deck is artifact man. Don't mind me; I'll just discard this mox to be up a card, yeah. <laughs> or discard my blightsteel uh, colossus. Yeah, discard my blightsteel colossus. F you. Uh, but like this is just worse because enchantments are just worse right now. Yes, but at the same time, this is card neutral and really good filtering. This, I mean, I still think the card is fine. Yes, straight up fine. Like, like I think, uh, what was the card? There's a card out there that is literally just draw three, discard two. Oh, yeah, I can't remember what it is either, but that card does exist. Uh, Oh gosh, it was in one of the recent formats. I think it was in Dom- was it in Dominaria? Uh, in or M nineteen or something. Sorcery. Can't recall, but I feel like, but like I'd play that. Yeah. You know, I, I have played that. Like that's just a fine card to play for filtering. Exactly. Like you know, and and sometimes you get the random upside of oh, you have an enchantment that you don't want to play and you throw it away. Yeah, <laughs> you know. yeah. I dig this card. It's all it's worth talking about because it's just another one of that cycle. So it's like, all right, sure, sweet, why not? Yep. Yeah, good talk. All right. Actually, I have to go up because yeah. I'm dumb. Yeah, I know because you screwed <laughs> up. All right. Uh, next up, we have Thassa Deep Dwelling. Three and a blue for a six-five legendary enchantment creature god with indestructible. As long as your devotion to blue is less than five, Thassa isn't a creature. At the beginning of your end step, exile up to one other target creature you control, then return that card to the battlefield under your control. Three in a blue, tap another target creature. So her activated ability seems really meh. Yeah, I mean, like, whatever, okay. But that blink effect is sweet. Like, yeah, just that straight-up, like, Conjurer's Closet effect sort of thing, like... 
that what it yeah, is? it's conjure squads. Like yes. a creature at EOT. Like, I mean, there's decks built around that. There are, and like, like every <laughs> one of those decks is blue. <laughs> yeah, and four mana isn't bad for that effect. No, I mean conjure closet is five, isn't it? I think so. It's like this is one less mana on a god that has a- extra utility. Like, yeah, the tapped another target creature for four is a lot, but it still has uses to it, right? I mean, yeah, it at least does something when it's not doing that. So. And if she ever gets activated, a 6-5 is massive, especially in blue. Yeah, yeah it, it will smack you in the mouth. Vigorously. Vigorously. With much vigor, there will be mouth smacking. She's probably... Like, she's the god that I'm most interested in for her triggered ability, or her, her, stat, her static ability that triggers itself. But yeah. she's... I I don't know. I'm like generic power Her level. Activated ability is just. She's probably one of the lower the ones. Yeah, the crow comes in and shouts trash. Yeah, I don't know. But. I still dig her. I will okay. n- I will once again not be sad if she does something. So fair. Yeah. Okay. Uh, next up we have whirlwind denial. Uh, Tuna blue instant. At uncommon for each spell and ability your opponent's control countered unless its controller pays four. I think this is the first time we have seen a stifle-ish effect on a card that didn't cost four mana in a while. Maybe. Hail's End was two. Oh yeah, that could do the two. That was also rare. I don't know. The fact that this can hit like multiple permanent or multiple spells and abilities, not the most relevant, but is relevant. I mean it's it's like three mana flusterstorm. Yeah. Like, that hits abilities, too. Yeah, I dig this. That's not terrible. Like, this card is unique. It is. In a lot of ways. It reminds me, there was a a card in Eldritch Moon that exiled all other spells and abilities on the stack for four mana. So this is one less mana. That other one costs two blue and two colorless, so this is easier to cast. And it's not like a hard lock, but it's pretty close to a hard lock. Four four extra mana is a lot of mana. That's a lot of mana. Oh, I don't know if this card's good enough, but it's sweet, and I dig it, and I put it on this because I felt like it. I really, I yeah, just really like know. these effects, basically, is what it comes down to. Fair enough. Yeah, I mean, that's a cool card. It is actually really interesting. Also, at Uncommon, it's very available. It is. But... All right. All right. Next up is one that a lot of people are high on, and I'm really not, but I wanted to talk about it because of that. To tell them why you're behind it. I don't even think they're wrong. I'm just kind of like, okay. <laughs> so, drag to the underworld. Two black, black. Instance. This spell costs X less to cast, where X is your devotion to black. Destroy target creature. I would play this at two black, black, destroy target creature instant. Yes. Good talk. In limited. <laughs> but people yeah. are like stupid high on this card for like constructed. I'm putting, well, I'm putting four of these in my murder kill deck really what are you cutting for it i don't know something like mortify is still better right i'm I'm probably cutting murder for it is it better than murder though it it may be because that's my thing like i just don't know if this card is actually better than murder it has the potential of being better than murder obviously i think a lot of time it is just straight up murder in my deck all right like because I, because I mean, what am I? I'm, I'm sticking like Kaya's and shit on, you know, that nobody's interacting with, or like Fallmire Knights and dumb crap like that. All those fun little terrible so, like, cards. Yeah, so like I, I like this is probably closer to walk the plank for me, mm-hmm. but instant. Doomblade. There we go. All right, fair enough. Like I, I it de- it depends on the deck. Like honestly, I think you, I think most of the time you play this as two black black destroy target creature and don't think about. Like and just consider everything else gravy. Yeah, I'm just a lot of people are high on this card for constructive purposes. Like two black black straight tower creature is amazing in limited, right? Yeah. Like you just play that in limited. But a lot of people are like, oh my god, this is gonna like redefine standard. And I'm like, is it though? Oh yeah, just like friggin' um, uh, chupacabra is gonna get banned, right? Yeah, but this card isn't gonna get banned. It's just going to redefine. If if you didn't play murder in your deck already, you this is not gonna change that. No, that's kind of where I'm at on it. So. Yeah. Like, I don't think it's, like, that much better. I don't think it's that much better than Murder. Hey. 
yeah, that's my thing is I'm just not sure if it is better period than murder. Uh, fair enough. It may not be. I could be completely wrong, but I'm going to try it at yeah. least. I think. I'm willing to bet that it, I'm willing to accept that it is. I just want someone to prove it to me. So fair enough. All right. Next. All right. Next up. Another God. All right. Erebos. Erebos. Bleak hearted. Oh, okay. You can take this one. Oh yeah. I, I, I did uh, during that world. Then I, that's all good, man. <laughs> oh, well, you talk enough as it is. <laughs> yeah, I do. Plus, this way, if I keep talking, you'll know if my internet cuts out. <laughs> all right. Uh, three black for a 5-6 legendary enchantment creature god indestructible. We should just not say those anymore. <laughs> as long as you're devotion, the black is less than five. Airbus isn't a creature. Yep. Whenever another creature you control dies, you may pay two. If you do... Raw card. Two life. Two life. Sorry. I, I'm just like, it's black. Of course, I'm referencing life, right? Yeah. Uh, you can, and then you can pay one black, sacrifice another creature. Target creature gets minus two, minus one until end of turn. This is the other card I was referencing in regards to Elspeth and the two one oh, split, yeah. as it were. Yeah. This card's sweet. This though. card is sweet. The It makes me sad that I'm not playing like. Any sacrifice based deck. Yeah, anything that can actually trigger <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah. See, but it's a combo with your Foulmire Knights, because then you can sacrifice them. Yeah, that's pure upside. I it's a combo with um uh my castle Arvindale and or Ardenvale or whatever and um uh that card I can never remember the name of even though I play it constantly. Ethereal Absolution, because yeah, I can make creatures out of their creatures, and feel and just keep the cycle going. It's a lot of mana, but it works. I, I already just dropped a six drop enchantment. So. Five. Oh yeah, Ethereal Absolution. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I I do like that it's a may pay two life, not a must. I also yep. really like that it's two life because two life is not nothing. Yeah, two life matters. Like, one life is nothing. Two life is something. Yep. Which sounds stupid. I mean, that's that's like, just how it is, no, right? Have, oh, yeah. Like, you have no idea how many times where I'm like, God, the fact that Kaya gives me two life is insane. Yeah. Like, like a one mana one one is not a scary card. A one mana one one yeah. that somehow got plus one plus one plus one is a scary card. It literally is twice the clock. Like, yeah, exactly. And it's the same thing in regards to life. One life is nothing. Yeah. Two life is noticeably more so. Yeah, it really is. So, I don't know. He's cool. Yeah, he's cool. I like that he, I like how his activated ability, he's like the he feeds himself much like Heliod does. You know, you can <laughs> you can sacrifice a creature to pay the life and draw a card, which can potentially draw you more creatures and so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. Like he does do his own yeah. thing, which I appreciate. Yeah, that's always nice. I like the art too. He's okay. very imposing. He should be. He's a god after all. all right. That's right. All right. Uh, next up, we have Gravebreaker Lamia, four and a black enchantment creature snake Lamia. Whatever the. Okay. I always thought Lamia uh, were snake, but whatever. How? Okay. Uh, it's a four-four with lifelink. Uh, when it enters the battlefield, search your library for a card, put it into your graveyard, and then shuffle your library. Spells you cast from your graveyard cost one less to cast. Uh... This card is busted. <laughs> oh my god. I was just going to point out. I have I hadn't read this card before this, by the way. Yeah. So I'm processing it. I'm like, oh man. Was, <laughs> like, I'm, I'm just going to point out. Uh, Rune Scar Demon is a 7 mana 6-6 six, six demon with a demonic tutor attached. That's like $7 because of EDH. Because it has a yep. demonic tutor attached. This is a 5-mana yep. 4-4 four, four with an Entomb attached. And an Entomb is good. Entomb <laughs> is good. And the spells you cast from your graveyard cost one less to cast. I don't know what the hell that's supposed to combo with, but it's also really good. <laughs> yeah, like... It's just, like, randomly good, especially with, like, escape cards and jumps, like, you know, any cards that are, like, jumpstart cards. You're probably not playing this card with that. But, like... There's cards that do things from the graveyard in recent sets. There are. And that's not even like, you know, breaching into something like Commander, right? 
Yeah, like that's not even reaching. That's just like standard. yeah, just like in standard. Yeah. This card quotation combos with escape. Sweet. <laughs> this card is awesome. Uh, apparently, a Lamia Lamia is someone who was like boning Poseidon and was the mother of various monsters and was a sea-based demon. So cool. The more you know. The more you know. Obviously, Greek mythology has to do with sex. Oh, obviously. Right. Next up. This card. This card. Our first reprint that we're going to talk about. Our first? Our only reprint that I think we're going to talk about. No. Yeah, there's later, a few others, but yeah. But yeah. Gray Merchant <sighs> of Asphodel. Yep. Rarity shifted to an uncommon. Good idea. <laughs> Three black black for a 2-4 creature zombie. When Grey Merchant of Asphodel enters the battlefield, each opponent loses X life or X is your devotion to black. You gain life equal to the life lost this way. This card defined Theros Standard. This card defined Theros Standard. This card defined Theros, like, era popper. Because it was a common. This card card defined Theros era. Yeah, yeah, it did. (laughs) Like... Like this is like when you, like when people say Theros, like this is kind of one of the cards they think of. Yeah, this this card. I mean, obviously, part of why it was so good was Whip of Erebos because you could whip back your Gray Merchant and all that. Yeah, which is stupid. But this is a f- also Whip being double pip too. Yeah, mattered a dumb, lot. But... but this is literally a five mana two four that was a common that defined a format. That is insane. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna be real with you. I think he's close to doing it again. Maybe. I don't know if you're aware of a certain card that exists in Standard called Bolus's Citadel. Yeah, C minus. That has three black pips on it. Yeah. Which, and can just be like. Bleh. Which just so happens to allow you to cast this off the top of your library and your opponent loses five life and you basically lost nothing. Yeah. I don't know if that's good enough, but that's like I saw him and I thought of Bolus of Citadel and I'm like, oh dear. Yeah. I really like Bolus of Citadel as a magic card. <laughs> like that card is busted. And I actually might play Great Merchant of Asphodel for the first time ever because of that <laughs> card. Uh, we'll have to see. I don't know. It, it'll be interesting to see what happens with this card because, like, Nobody can deny he's good. Yeah, he is. He has a pedigree of being very good. Yeah, and but. no one can rightfully disagree with that. No. no. Okay. Although we did lose the explore uh, cards, which means it's more likely to get the top card of your library flooded with lands. So we'll see what happens there. there. Okay. Uh, next up, I have no idea what's happening here. Everything but, um, is uh, happening we, here. We have Woe Strider. <laughs> and a black for a 3-2 creature horror appropriate. Um, when Wolfstrider enters the battlefield to create a 0-1 goat creature token, uh, sacrifice another creature to scry one, and it has escape for 3 black black exile 4 cards. And when it escapes, it escapes with 2 plus 1 plus 1 counters on it. What? <laughs> this art and all the effects and stuff, I have no idea what's going on with this. The only thing that makes sense is creature type horror. <laughs> so a few things that are noteworthy on this card. All right, it escapes yep. of exile four. Yep. That is not a high cost. Nope, that is. That's not. a relatively low cost. Yep. Uh, it can't sacrifice itself. It can only sacrifice another creature. Womp womp. But but it brings along a it buddy. It brings along <laughs> a goat to sacrifice. It literally is, has a sacrificial goat. The random goat hanging around in the background of the art. Like, of all the things, it brings along a sacrificial goat. Also, it's a free sack outlet with no downside. Which is huge. Which, I'm pretty sure we had an like, entire episode dedicated to busted mechanics that a lot of people don't appreciate. One of them was free sacrifice outlets with no downside. Yeah, at three mana, and also that you can basically just bring it back almost whenever you want. Like... That's something to think about. Yeah. Like, just playing some of my stupid garbage commander decks, like, you know, getting them uh, Viscera Seer out and, like, comboing off and stuff like that. Like, I'm just thinking about that deck. It's like, I can just literally 
do this whenever I want if it's in my yard. Yep. Basically. It's like, I just have an extra card in hand, and now it's like, oh, I assembled my combo, I just need my sack out, or plop it on the field, who cares how much mana I spend, game over. Yeah, this card is potentially busted. Not, like, ban-worthy yeah. busted, because I no, don't think... It, but just, just really good. Like, it's a free sack outlet. Yep. Free sack outlets are broken. The fact that it only scries one... It's like, it's saving grace. Imagine this. It's like, hot oh, damn, I miss Nantuko Husk. I mean, there's a lot of cards where you just play, if it said sacrifice a creature, no effect. There are, yes. Yeah, right? Like, I mean, basically that's what Viscera Seer says. Yeah, I mean, well, Viscera Seer, like, the scry one is relevant because it just scries you to the actual kill, like, the next turn, right? If your punch doesn't concede yeah. to whatever infinite BS you had going on. Mm -hmm. It's like, this card is awesome. Why don't you take the next that one? That goat, though. <laughs> that, that, that random goat hanging out there. Alright, next All right. up we have a card that probably requires a little bit more work to be good. But it's still pretty alright. Maybe. We'll see. Mm -hmm. Ox of Agonis. Those horns, though. Uh, horns. Three red red for a 4-2 creature ox. When Ox of Agonis enters the battlefield, discard your hand, then draw three cards. Escape. Red, red, exile eight other cards from your graveyard. Uh, Ox of Agonis escapes with a plus one, plus one counter on it. So. I mean, it's a Bedlam Reveler effect, right? It, like, that's something. That is a Bedlam, Bedlam Reveler effect. Like, honestly, casting this card for on turn five is probably the better part of this card. Anyone yeah. who thinks that the escape red, red exile, eight other cards is mostly free is does not understand the value of eight cards. Yeah. Eight. That's a lot to do, but like if you're trying to do the bedlam reveler thing, you're probably getting eight cards there. Yes. But along those lines, in any format where you would play this, where you could get your eight cards in your graveyard easily, isn't Bedlam Reveler just better? Probably, yeah. Like, that's where I'm at on this card. Like, a lot of people are really high on this card, and I do think the card is good. Discard your hand... I mean, you can pull it up, which is nice. Like, that means something. Yeah, too. discard your hand, draw three cards is a big deal. Yeah, and like, you know, discard your hand, draw three cards, they kill it, you do it again, mm -hmm. you know, run it back. Like... That's something. Like, if you get to do it twice with one card, that's just value. Uh, one thing that I do have to say about this card is uh -huh. people are already experimenting with it in Modern Dredge uh -huh. to the point where they are, like, cutting what you would consider to be uncuttable mainstays like Narc Amoeba. Because this card, uh, to them, effectively just reads Dredge 15. Okay, okay, alright. Uh, I mean, you have a lot of chaff in your graveyard if you're playing Dredge already. So Yeah, like, uh, you only need a few cards out of it, and you're just literally trying to just flip your entire library upside down. But It's really weird that, like, for the longest time, I was, like, the biggest fan of Dredge ever, and as the years go on, and you're just, like, hate I'm it. just, like, less and less. I just don't uh, care yeah. about Dredge anymore. I'm just like, no, they started playing Creeping Chill. The deck's terrible. Yep. Man's got to have All standards. Right. You got to have standards. All right. Uh, so next up, we have Phoenix of Ash. For one red red, you get a 2-2 two, two creature Phoenix with flying in haste. Shadow's uh, Phoenix. You can pay two in a red. Yeah, buddy. You can pay two in a red to give it plus two plus zero until end of turn, and it escapes for two red red, exile three cards, um, and it escapes with a plus one plus one counter on it. Yeah, buddy. This card is bonkers sweet. Like, I love this card. This card is awesome. I'm glad that Watsy has been giving us really good Phoenixes lately. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, they haven't been like, oh, yeah, sure, whatever, you know. Here's another yeah. garbage Phoenix, like the last one we got in Theros. Like, nah. <laughs> three mana, two, three mana, two, two, flying haste is... It's just good. It's just good. On rate. Like, that is a perfectly reasonable thing. Fire breathing for three and plus two, plus two is eh, but sure what... I mean, it's gra it's gravy. You take yeah, it, right? Yeah, right? Like, it's like, all right, I'll take it. It's a late game mana sink. Escape two red red exile only three cards. Yeah, that's that's sweet, man. Like the odds are that if this card died, it died to a board wipe that murdered all your other shit anyways in mono red, right? Yeah. Like this mm -hmm. card is dope. 
Yeah, I like it. I also like they're super random. You don't have to attack every turn with it either, which is something that a lot of Phoenixes have. Like, nothing against yeah. those Phoenixes, because a lot of the time, that's just telling you to play the game correctly. I was going to say, must attack it. I mean, I think I joked about another card that had the must attack each turn and stuff like that, and I considered it an upside mechanic because you can't forget to attack. Yeah, you're not allowed to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This this but, card is yeah. sweet. I also really dig the art. Yeah, it's kind of cool. like a dead bird incinerated, all that kind of shit, so. Yes. All right. Next up. Perforos Bronze Blooded. I must point out, this is a not as broken Perforos as the previous one. At least in the decks that Good. I play. Alright. Uh, four red for a 7-6. With the god stuff. With the god stuff. <laughs> Other creatures you control have haste. Alright. Okay. Two red. You may put a creature card from, or an artifact creature card you may put sorry. a red creature card or an artifact creature there you go, sorry. card. A red or artifact creature card from your hand onto the battlefield. Sacrifice it at the beginning of the next end step. Ladies and gentlemen. <sighs> we, sneak, we sneak attack. We have a sneak attack. For f- That's gotta be scary. To be fair, there's some really not good <laughs> artifacts and red creatures in the formats I mean, where you this know what is a legal. Red- you know what a red creature is in this format with it, though? The raise boar. You are correct. And you know what the raise <laughs> boar doesn't care about putting into play? Anything. <laughs> so you can sneak attack out a raise boar, raise boar out whatever else you want. Yeah. Raise, is raise boar red red? Uh, it is a double red, yeah. So, like, if you, like... Raise more out something else with red red pips. Something your perforos is turned on also, and you're just crushing someone's skull in. That's gas. Uh, I yeah. Also, also the fun thing that when you sacrifice the raised boar, uh, it goes third into the top from your. Yeah, library, you can just be like, so. I'm just gonna put it here. You... Don't worry, yeah. you didn't die this turn. You have three turns to deal with this, otherwise you die again. Oh yeah, because the raised boar puts a creature card from your hand on the battlefield, tapped an attack, and then returns it to your hand. Yep. Which then you could just perforose it if you want. Yeah, if, but, that, if it also quali- uh, qualifies for those criteria, you can just perforose it in anyways. Yeah. This card is sweet. Yeah, that card's sweet. I don't know if it's good, but it's sweet. I'm going to say it's good because... You have to at least side-eye a, um, uh, a sneak attack effect. You do. Like, sneak attack effects but, are sneak attack effects, yeah, right? Powerful, yeah. There's a reason why they're only legal in Legacy. Yeah, because they're good. Yeah, I dig it. I... All right. Okay. Uh, next up, we have Storm Herald, two and a red for a three-two creature, human shaman with haste. When Storm Herald enters the battlefield, return a number of aura cards from your graveyard to the battlefield attached to creatures you control. Exile those aura at the beginning of your next end step. Those aura would leave the battlefield. Exile them instead of putting them anywhere else. So we have a weird. <laughs> like Aura sneak attack effect. <laughs> so there was an old thing called like Alara conscription way back in the day. Where yep. sovereigns of lost Alara search your library or some shit for no Aura yep. and equip them enchanted themselves with it. Oh yeah, Sovereigns Lost Aura. Yeah. I have that on my desk somewhere. And they did that with uh Eldrazi Conscription. Oh yep. Which okay. he also can do with Eldrazi Conscription. I mean, it's out of your yard though, isn't it? It is. But you're playing red, and it's not that hard to get cards in your graveyard if you're playing red. This is a fair point. Yep. So, I mean, obviously they banned the best one in Vapus Looting, but there's other options available. The oh, point yeah, is, someone's going to try and make this card do something. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's got one of those effects, too, that you have to at least side. Yeah, but... and the fact that he gives himself haste, or he has haste, that's yeah, just relevant. Matters. Yep. So, okay. might be a combo piece. Who knows? We'll see. Yep. Next up, we have Storm's Wrath. Two red-red sorcery. Storm's Wrath deals four damage to each creature and each Planeswalker. Holy shit, red got a four-mana board wipe. That's pretty hardcore. We don't get those, like, ever. Yeah, how much was Mizium Mortars? Uh, six mana to overload. Three red-red-red. Okay. Red, yeah, red, red. <laughs> okay. This is sweet. This card is sweet. Uh... 
I'm basically I look at this card. I'm like, all right, sure, it's the red languish, and languish was good. Yep. Which means I think oh, this yeah. card is good. Uh, I I think it's gonna do something. So maybe I actually might be able to play uh, blue red control again for the first time in God knows how long. That'd be sweet. I'd be excited. Okay. All right. Cool. So next up, you're good, right? Yeah, I'm good. Okay. Now next up we have uh, tectonic giant. Two red red for a 3-4 creature elemental giant. When tectonic giant attacks or becomes the target of a spell and opponent controls, choose one. Uh, deals three damage to each opponent or exile the top two cards of your library. Choose one of them until the end of your next turn. You may play that card. This card is dope as shit. <laughs> like, another thing that a lot of people might not realize is I really like like big red style decks. Like they kind of just kind of their goal is just to grind you out, as it were. This yep. card does that so well. Oh, like, yeah. It's just like the value train. Yeah, the fact that he's like a, he's a pseudo titan because he has the attack trigger. Or if you mm -hmm. you cast him and your opponent just kills him, like you at least got in the damage that you would have dealt if he had attacked. Yeah, you get something for free. Or drawing card. Like this card is sweet. I remember seeing this and immediately saw some other card. I don't remember what the hell the other card was. The other card was like mm -hmm. a four five, and I'm like, well, this just makes this card seem like garbage. Thanks, Watsy. But yeah. I got over it because I'm not a whiny little bitch. And I think Tectonic Giant is sweet, and I hope it sees play, because I want to play it. That is my story. Cool. You can it. Right. I suppose I get this mm -hmm. one. <laughs> yep. Uh, the internet's full of idiots. <laughs> okay. Underworld Breach. Red and a, and a generic mana for an enchantment. Each non-land card in your graveyard has escape. The escape cost is equal to the card's mana cost, plus exile three other cards in from your graveyard. You may cast cards from your graveyard for their escape cost. At the beginning of the end step, sacrifice Underworld Breach. So, this is one of those like cards that's like an enchantment, but it could be a sorcery. Yes. But, but the so, fact that it's not a yeah. sorcery means that you can recast the same card multiple times. Yes. And I think that's why this matters. Oh, yeah. So everyone was, when this card first came out, everyone was shitting their goddamn pants. Like, oh, my God, this card goes infinite in Legacy on turn, like, one or two. And I'm like, and? And? Yeah, okay. Point play Legacy. <laughs> like, uh. So for those who don't know, the infinite combo with this deck is Lion's Eye Diamonds and Brain Freeze. Okay. You know what else can play Lion's Eye Diamonds and doesn't need this, you know, need to have a semi-convoluted way of winning that could literally never beat a deck that's playing Evercool ever? Actual Factual Storm, which yeah. can also go off on turn one with regularity. But, but then you couldn't speculate on trash. You couldn't. But Actually, I think this card is just legit I good. Think, I also think this card is legit good. Yeah. This card yeah. is good. Hot <laughs> damn. Just because a card can go infinite in Legacy doesn't mean anything. Or not even infinite. Just yeah. because a card can combo kill turn one in Legacy does not mean it's good. Yeah. That's literally the entire premise on why people play Goblin Charbelcher. You, yeah, right. you know a secret about Goblin Charbelcher? It's not a really good deck in Legacy because it can't beat a Force of Will. Or, this, or in this yeah. day and age, a Force of Negation. Yeah, but... Yeah, I don't know like whatever with the combo stuff like i think this card is just like sweet to start out with like it just it, it's just the cost is low enough to where you can do kind of some silly things with it I think. it is i think that was obviously very very intentional right and let's be real mm -hmm. if this card is quotations broken in legacy watsy won't give a shit <laughs> not until yeah, it right. actually like, does something yep. it's like oh so you have a graveyard based infinite combo in legacy Welcome, welcome to the club. Yeah, welcome, welcome to Legacy. You can sit over here yeah. and wait your turn. Have fun. <laughs> yeah, Pe uh, people were crazy about this card. I think this card is solidly okay. All right. So that's our last red card, and we're kind of bumping at time here. We made a heck of a list for cards that we think are actually like. There's a lot of mechanical important cards, is what it comes down to. Yeah, there really, really are. So um, we might save some of those for next time. So 
Uh, we'll hit green and gold and. I think there's a single artifact lands. on the list. There's lands. Yeah, there's but, um, lands. Uh, we'll hit those. Yeah, we'll hit those next time. Um, we can kick over some of those as well as our flavor miscellaneous and our favorite ten out of ten cards. Uh, next time, so if you want to shoot us some feedback, you can send us an email to thelocalmeta at gmail.com. You can catch us on Twitter at thelocalmetapc. Um, come hang out with us on the Discord. Uh, go to thelocalmeta.com. There's a link there. Come say hi and um, uh, let us know what you think. John, anything else? Um, I'm actually looking forward to the next few cards we're going to talk about, so okay. I'm excited. Cool. Too bad I have to wait a week. Right. Wink, wink. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Uh, we will catch you next time see ya